Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. Bowing in, this is Roundhouse Rob, the success sensei, helping you to win life one kick and punch at a time. Episode 289, 29 ways to stop an attacker. It's the Success Sensei Podcast main event. 29 ways to stop an attacker. Yes, this week's episode is about self-defense, protecting yourself and your loved ones. Any Irish listeners will know why I'm recording this particular episode, and it is to do with the awful, tragic story of the young woman who was killed while out for a run during the day. I don't want to get into the, the gory details of the story. Um, it is very sad. It is very tragic. And there's a lot of women have contacted me recently in fear and you know stressed and a lot of anxiety as a result of this high-profile national case. So it was the perfect time to do this type of an episode now, I don't think it's just women that are worried about self-defense. You know, a lot of a lot of men start martial arts. In fact, there are many highly successful martial artists who started their journey um, having no interest in martial arts, I suppose. And literally, they just started by going to their local club, hoping to learn how to defend themselves. So you never know. That's not the objective of this. The objective of, of this particular episode is just to... I suppose to reassure you and to give you a little bit more of empowerment and a little bit of more confidence and a little bit of more awareness, not a false sense of security. Um, but, you know, it might start an interest in, in your physical attendance of some type of a self-defense course, or it might just give you a little bit of uh, peace of mind. The first thing I do want to, you know, reassure you is that these situations are very rare. I know that might not reassure you too much because they're still too frequent but there's you know don't think that everybody or the majority of people out there are bad don't lose faith in in men or in humanity that the majority of people the majority of men are decent good people it's not the minority and as soon as you start thinking the other way around it's a harsh uh, mindset that can induce a lot of fear and a lot of stress and a lot of paranoia and I wanted to do this episode as well because I have two daughters I have a wife I have a mother of a sister of a mother-in-law of aunties um, of cousins and you know obviously I want to protect um, all the women and all the men in my life as well and this particular episode is from i know it says 29 ways i know that's what the heading is 29 ways to stop an attacker but it's taken from i've, I've just taken 29 of the points from an ebook i wrote a while ago which is actually called 101 ways to stop an attacker of which i will send to you free of charge it's a digital ebook contact me just send me a message that you're looking for the book to accompany this episode and i will absolutely send it to you straight away um, and it's a book that we've used while teaching um, 
our close quarter combat self-defense course that we've taught for the last two decades and right up to prior to, to COVID. So it, it is, it's an old ebook, but it's one that we've constantly worked on and, and kept adding to and changing uh, throughout those two decades. It's a handy enough read. You don't need any pictures or anything like that with it. And it just gives you with enough information to be able to think differently about things. Something might actually be useful. Some of the tips in it, um, hopefully you never have to use any of the information in it and and maybe it might stimulate you to to actually try to do some type of physical training if if that is on your mind and it's something that you, you want to do before i get into the ones the 29 ways that i've picked out um i do want to qualify myself to, and and i suppose give a bit of validity as to why i've written this ebook and why do i think i'm qualified enough to uh, be talking about it in this episode or to be giving you any kind of advice now anything like this always feels like you know it's it's a a, a narcissistic arrogant um r- description of a resume or, or or a cv and that's not I'm, i literally just want to give you the information so you know where i'm coming from so you know that what i'm saying is is useful and I've been doing martial arts for over three decades. I've competed, I've fought competitively for over two decades. I've taught, professionally taught various styles of martial arts, karate, kickboxing, self-defense, boxing for over, and MMA, of course, for over two decades. And I've been involved in the security industry for nearly two decades. I'm not at the moment, but I, I was for nearly two decades, specifically retail security and nightclub security. I've seen firsthand and been involved in many physical altercations. And before I started professionally teaching karate and kickboxing and mixed martial arts, it was actually self-defense courses that I started teaching. So I have, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm qualified enough to be able to talk about, you know, the information that I, that I hope to give you. But I just want that to give you a little bit more confidence in, in the things that we're going to talk about. As I said, message me anytime and I will send on 101 ways to stop an attacker. This is just the 29 that I I went through when I was putting together this episode. So starting with prevention, instinct, trust your instinct. If your instinct is telling you no and your instinct is going against your mind, trust your instinct. Cross the street. If you sense danger, if you're trusting your instinct and you sense danger, cross the street don't wait till the last second don't be worried that you might be insulting people that are walking on the same side of the street as you if it doesn't feel safe cross the street valuables many people are attacked over their value valuables nobody likes to be told what they can wear what they can't wear but just keep in mind that in certain areas especially built up urban city areas there's a higher chance that you could be mugged if you have valuables on display. Run. So again, if you sense danger, you can always run. If you're wrong, at worst, you're going to look stupid. But the whole the whole premise of self-defense is to, number one, survive. And number two, survive with the least amount of damage. If you just run, then, you know, hopefully, if you, even if you're wrong, you've survived. Well, if you definitely, if you're wrong, you've survived with the least amount of damage. So you've achieved that objective. Next one is shout. Again, you know, 
if you sense danger, absolutely be be vocal. Um, if you're wrong, <laughs> then again, at worst, you're going to look stupid. But more than likely, you're not going to be wrong. So it's very easy to use your voice as a weapon. It doesn't really even matter what you say. You can stun uh, an opponent. You can stun an assailant. And you can draw attention to something that's going on. Next part of the prevention was earbuds. If you're wearing earbuds and you're wearing earphones, yes, we all love to be listening to our music and this podcast specifically. But if it's if it puts you in danger, if you're doing it and, and losing focus in an area or a situation that could potentially be dangerous, then that's a big mistake. Just for that period of time, don't wear your earbuds or certainly don't don't listen to them. Have them in your ears, but don't listen to them. Safety in numbers. The more people you have around you, the, the, the more times you can, you know, go go with somebody or, or you know, you can, it goes vice versa. You're, you're helping them. They're helping you. Safety in numbers. People tend not to want to attack people in greater numbers than one. One is an easier victim than than two is. Um, alcohol is the next one. Uh, if you're getting yourself into a situation where you're not in full control of your faculties as a result of drinking too much, then you are putting yourself at risk. And even a couple of drinks can, you know, prevent you from listening to your good instinct, prevent you from being able to prevent something and and just thinking clearly. So keep that in mind, not to be a party pooper, but keep it in mind um, about the alcohol one when anytime there's any kind of um, not any kind of but a lot of situations are caused due to alcohol and a lot of situations happen in alcohol fueled environments uh, next one of uh, the last one of this prevention uh, particular uh, pre- the prevention ones is be confident even if you're not confident if you project confidence it's you know, it's kind of like it's the same with dogs. If you're if you show fear to dogs or to, to animals in general and you you're acting a little bit paranoid or a little bit, you know, shaky, the odds are that that animal will have more curiosity in you and it will do will take the opposite course of course of action that you wanted. You wanted them away from you. They'll tend to come a little bit closer to you and attackers are the same. You want to be confident don't make yourself walk with confidence don't make yourself an easy target uh by by hanging your head and looking down on the ground and having bad posture and walking in a in a, in a not in a confident or even in, in a in a paranoid a paranoid or even in a fearful manner that can draw unwanted attention okay the next chapter is preemptive strikes now preemptive means you don't actually have to wait until you're physically attacked uh, legally or morally to be able to defend yourself. You can defend yourself as soon as you feel physically threatened, especially if somebody is telling you what they're going to do to you and they're threatening threatening you verbally. You, can abs- you don't have to wait until they throw a strike to be able to throw a strike. There's many things that you can do. And the brief list that I have here, whether, they, whether these are preemptive strikes or whether you, know, you are actually actively defending yourself uh, during a physical confrontation you can use your knee very effectively you can use your elbow very effectively a headbutt a bite and a heel palm and um, 
obviously it's easier if you can actually train these particular strikes and the variations of these strikes and to, to feel what it feels like. Notice the way I haven't got punch in there. I haven't got, you know, a fist. I haven't got a punching or a boxing motion. And that's because if, you know, studying martial arts isn't something of interest to you, then you can do more damage to yourself by attempting to punch. Unless you're confident, unless you have a bit of experience, then by all means punch. But a heel palm can be a hell of a lot more effective to somebody that's untrained. Then the next chapter is targets. What targets are good? There's a lot of different targets listed in the, in the ebook. The main ones I've gone with are groin, knee, throat, and eyes. They're all fairly sensitive targets. Um, now keep in mind, none of these are like an off switch. None of those particular targets, even if you hit them very effectively, will actually render your your opponent um, defenseless. In fact, in some cases, the opposite can occur and it can make them go into a hyper-aggressive frenzy. So don't get into the false sense of security that if you just kick someone in the groin or if you poke someone in the eye or you, know, you chop them in the throat or you give them a knee in the head, that that's your job done um it isn't necessarily as i said it's not necessarily the off button it might just bide you with enough time to be able to run or else you may have to follow up with a, a another strike the next chapter is weapons improvisation lots of things around you in your environment depending on where you are can be used to defend yourself um, it's generally not legal to walk around, you know, in a lot of places, certainly in Ireland, you, you can't walk around with weapons um, uh, for, for defense or with normal tools um, like a screwdriver or something like that, that you're not actually using in, in the course of your day-to-day -day work. If you're carrying something and, and it can be proven that you are carrying it with intent, then you will be absolutely charged in connection with the Weapons and Firearms Act. So, you know, it has to be nearly opportunistic uh, weapons that are around you um, and not, not things that you're specifically carrying for defense if you don't want to get into trouble with the law. So what are, what, what are good weapons that, you know, what can make good makeshift weapons? Well, keys is the obvious one. I'm sure many people have seen where they're held in the hand and in a fist and the and keys protruding between the knuckles or between the fingers, like to make like a sharp kind of knuckle dusters. Um, so keys are good, are thrown at somebody's face, are absolutely good. L various clothing is good, you know, a belt is good, a shoe is good. Um even even with, with clothing, you can wrap it around your arm if if your attacker had like a, a sharp implement. Um, coins are good. You can throw coins at the face of an attacker. A hairbrush, um, especially raked across sensitive areas of the face, is, is a very good uh, improvised weapon. Uh, stones, sticks, don't forget about what's in your environment. A bottle, a dustbin lid, trash can lid for the US listeners. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things within you. But if you don't kind of think about them beforehand will you think about them in time in time during uh you know a fearful um physical altercation so it's something that you do have to think about and and have a plan in your mind already which brings us on nicely to the last ones and the and the last chapter fighting strategies 
So fighting strategies. Well, the first one is like we kind of briefly mentioned earlier. Don't be looking for one strike to absolutely, you know, finish your opponent. If it does, brilliant. But one strike hopefully will lead you to escape, but it may not. So therefore, multiple strikes. Uh, throw as many strikes as you need in order to be able to escape. Which brings us nicely on to the next point. A ruthless onslaught. In other words, be aggressive. Do whatever you have to do. Throw those multiple strikes. Throw them with ferocity until the threat is no more or until you can escape. The next is a variety of strikes. Different strikes. We talked about headbutting and elbowing and kneeing and biting and heel palm. Imagine being able to throw a combination of all of those things that makes you a very, very hard target. And the last one is upper and lower body. So that means that in the variety of strikes, your lower body should be fighting your opponent's lower body. Your upper body should be fighting your opponent's upper body. And mixing it up makes it very hard to defend. Like if you're throwing a heel palm and then you're throwing a kick to the knee, it makes it very hard to defend from one to the other. Professional fighters find it difficult um, defending against strikes to the upper upper body and to the lower body um, in, in the duration of a combination. So untrained assailants, untrained opponents could find it hard as well and could, again, just bide you with enough time to get out of there. The sole objective is to survive and to, you know, um, I suppose, get as, as little damage as possible or no damage is the goal are, are certainly to limit the damage as much as possible. Now, it's a fairly serious uh, list, a fairly serious episode. It is fairly serious uh, content. Um, as I said, just a quick reminder, if you want the the, the full version of the ebook just message me 101 ways to stop an attacker just message me anytime through any of the success sensei portals um i want you not to be living in fear i want you to be confident i want you to do whatever you have to do knowing how to defend yourself genuinely knowing again not a false sense of security genuinely knowing that you can defend yourself if you need to gives you so much confidence inside that it allows you to be a softer and nicer person on the outside it also having that confidence it, well it can be detected by others they can see it in you and you know it, uh, this episode this podcast is about success and it does help you to be that inner confidence does help you to be more successful in life more successful in any confrontation, more successful in all business dealings and all work-related dealings. So it's it's definitely something, as I said, I am biased. This is what I've done my my whole life. Although, although self-defense in the last decade or so isn't as popular as it used to be because, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's a harder sell. People know they should know it that it would be useful to do but they know the content can be serious enough so it's hard to it's hard to eat the things that you know is good for you instead of going with the ones that are nicer and as a result people tend to on a long-term basis tend to favor you know uh training in, in things that are are better for their their health and their their um their mental health and you know, their their fitness and their appearance, that's an easier sell 
than than self-defense is but as i said i am biased and i think everybody should have a degree or an understanding at least of self-defense and self-protection the main thing is stay safe if you have any questions if you're looking for any more information or if you're looking for the book message me any time at all through any of the success sensei uh, messaging portals thank you for listening i'm round as rob the success sensei life is a fight you can enjoy and win bowing out this has been the success sensei fighting the winning fight so add us subscribe like and comment keep those hands up and keep moving forward